Hello and welcome back to the Battleborn Lease Podcast. I am your host as always, Joshua Insamo, here with my co-hosts, Joseph Angelone and Daniel Gaeta, here to talk to you guys today about tomorrow night's game against the New York Rangers and recapping Saturday night's win against the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> Before we get started, guys, how are you doing today? Hey, Josh, uh, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, glad to be here. Glad to do a little preview of the week to come. And yeah, Dan? Yeah, always, always a pleasure to be on. Starting this one a bit late. We had to wait for Joe to wake up. Probably okay, had like a I've... sleep. <laughs> 3 p.m. in the afternoon, he slept till. So yeah. finally getting to start this one. I'm excited to... Excited to get it going. All righty. Let's go back to Saturday night. Leafs wins six to five in regulation. Absolute crazy game back and forth. It started off with Ryan O'Reilly scoring the first of the game for St. Louis. Um, Leafs didn't have the best start, but Michael Bunting comes back right away for his eighth of the season, assisted by Austin Matthews. Then Mitch Marner scores after he came back from injury, followed up by John Tavares, who scored right after that but then it kind of goes downhill like much of the most recent games ryan o'reilly scored to make it 3-2 then brandon sod to make it 3-3 uh lilligren gets his first career nhl goal stick taps to him for that congratulations timothy uh then you know the guy we talked about in the last episode aurora native robert thomas gets on the board uh to tie it up then uh nico mikola another guy we touched <laughs> up on the last episode actually scored to take the lead late in the third. But Austin Matthews came back, tied it up, and Ilya Mikheyev, with one of the weirdest goals I've seen this season, won it for Toronto in regulation. Leafs win 6-5. The Leafs actually had 40 shots on goal in this one. Guys, how did you feel about the Leafs' performance in this one? Um, I really liked it. Obviously, again, we don't really like those... uh two goal, three goal leads the Leafs have because we seem to always let the other team back into it, but obviously happy with the outcome, happy that we regrouped ourselves after that little little dip in the game. And uh, I think it was a great offensive performance from our team. And I think that means I went two for three on my three game prediction and I was not expecting Arizona to be the <laughs> one I got incorrect. Yeah. Uh... Honestly, I think I said it on the last podcast too that this game would be a highly offensive, highly high intensity game. And I was right. You know, a score is six five. It was scoring left, right, and center. Uh Josh touched up on it, said it was gonna be a tougher game. And it was. Uh, but honestly, it was a super fun game to watch. Got me on the edge of my seat a bunch of the times. And uh yeah, just glad we could come out with the win. So the Leafs, like you said, gave up another 3-1 lead. Unfortunately, we've been seeing that a lot recently. This is still a problem for this Maple Leafs team. You could tell Sheldon Keefe was not happy with this game, the way it started. His expressions uh, all night long were seen, uh, you know, on the bench. 
this is this looks like a fragile team. I'm not gonna lie. They look like once they kind of get down on themselves, they kind of struggle. And we've seen that with Leafs teams in the past. But the way they were able to bounce back in this one really showed me that you know this isn't the Leafs teams where we've seen prior when they when they blow these leads where they just kind of crumple up. Yeah, we've seen it in games like Colorado, but they actually were able to fight back against a really good St. Louis Blues team at home. Like, remember we touched up upon how good St. Louis is in their own building, and the Leafs were able to fight back. And, uh, you know, it wasn't Soup's best night, but when he, he was clutch when he needed to be. He made some really good saves here and there, and uh, it's a really encouraging performance um, from the Maple Leafs. And I'm looking forward to this Wednesday contest we're going to talk about here against the New York Rangers. Um, for those listening, we have a surprise for you guys. Uh, we are actually going to be having a friend on uh, the show here today who works with the Rangers, uh, and uh, he's going to talk to us about uh, tomorrow night's game. But, Dan, let's get started with you. New York Rangers, Toronto Maple Leafs. Is there any matchup in the National Hockey League better than that? Um, you can make you can make the argument about, uh, you know, Leafs-Montreal, Leafs-Boston, but... Leafs playing the Rangers, another original six matchup. You'll have to see it. Rangers are a hot team right now, 25 and 10, 10 uh, 25, 10 and four, actually, leading the Metropolitan Division. Leafs uh, obviously doing pretty well, but it's a very strong Atlantic Division. I think it's going to be a, a pretty good matchup. I think they're one and one against each other in the season series, if I'm not mistaken. And um, yeah, we're going to see like Adam Fox, obviously, coming off his Norris season, looking like. Uh, her picking up right where he left off, leading his team in points. Um, Panarin's always a great player to watch, but, you know, we have Austin Matthews and other superstars back. Marner just coming back too. So I think it's going to be a, a sick game to watch. Great offensive game. Yeah, about that, Dan, I completely agree with you. A great offensive game coming up. Uh, the first game where we hosted the Rangers, I think they won it in overtime, Artemi Panarin off the faceoff. And the second game, I was actually at the game here in Toronto. And Morgan Riley actually netted two goals. And I talked about it on the first podcast saying he was really confident. So if Morgan Riley is able to drive offense, and obviously you got Matthews, Marner, Tavares, uh, Nylander, I think it's, again, like St. Louis, it's going to be a highly offensive game. And if you had to ask me, I'd say it would probably be up there with the scoring like St. Louis. Yeah, and just two two great goalies as well. Like that first game, the first Leafs uh, Rangers game, you're talking about like Shesterkin put on a show, man. He like won that game. I swear he was unreal. I think the Leafs like outshot them by like almost double, or maybe it was double or more. And he just like was unreal. I remember watching that one. Yeah, Shesterkin is having a monster season. In my opinion, I think he's probably the Rangers MVP. And I know that might be a hot take with how good Adam Fox is playing. And we all know it's advantage Adam Panarin and what they can do in year out. Uh, but Chris Kreider also, another name to mention, he's having a monster year. But Shisterkin, 17-4-2. He's got a 1.99 goals against average, a .939 save percentage with three shutouts on the season. He's having a Vesna season. Like there's undenying that. He was a highly touted prospect, had, you know, a couple mediocre seasons when he came to the league, was always above average in certain statistics, but this year, just a complete different level in the net. But 
to combat that, the Leafs are expected to start soup, of course, the all-star game goaltender for the Atlantic Division. He's got a 19-5-3 record, a 2.13 goals against average, and a .931 save percentage with four shutouts on the year. Last time we saw these two go head-to-head, it was a very good goaltending battle. Unfortunately, the Leafs took in overtime the first time uh, off that goal by Panarin, which I know the celebration haunts you, Dan, still, because I remember you ripping that. Yeah. Uh, you mean the, the, Ra- the Rangers took that one? Yeah, sorry, the Rangers took that one. Um, but, you know, the Leafs in the second game, like Joe said, Morgan Riley came back. You know, that was that peak hot streak that he had. Uh, he's been really good lately still, but hopefully we can see that Morgan Riley that we saw in that game because he was just a different animal, and he was really the least edge to winning that one against the Rangers. So before we get Nate on the show, let's just go and look at what the Leafs lineup is expected to be tomorrow night in a game that's expected to be very offensive given the team's uh, both defensive structures, but they do have both really good goaltenders. Uh, But let's get started with the lineup here. Line one for the Leafs tomorrow is most likely to feature Michael Bunting, Austin Matthews, and Mitch Marner. Line two is going to be the usual Kerfoot, Tavares, Nylander line, followed behind Mikheyev, Camp, and Engvall. And line four is going to be Clifford, Spezza, and Simmons. Now going to the there we got Morgan Riley and Brody, uh, Rasmus Sandin and Timothy Lilligren, and Dermot and Alex Viega is currently slotted in the lineup right now on the third pairing on the right side um, as the moment we speak at Leafs practice. I'm assuming this is due to Hall being COVID protocol, Jake Muzzin, uh, you know, battling a concussion, but what do you guys think about uh, Biega stepping into the lineup tomorrow night? I know he's not really a household name amongst the league. He's uh, kind of that depth piece the Leafs brought in from the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, he's played a little bit this season. He's kind of one of those defensemen that if you don't talk about him, you know he's doing his job. So um, are you guys uh, looking forward to seeing Biega in the lineup tomorrow? Um, you know what, Josh? You said it right there. If he's a name you haven't heard of a lot, then he's doing his job. It's first time I'm hearing of him on a Leafs lineup. Uh, don't really know much about him, but you know what? Like you said, if he, we're not bringing him in to score goals and we're bringing him in to play a shutdown defensive role, then you know what? I'd, I'd hope to see it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, hoping he can turn it around. Looking at his stats, he hasn't done like too much to produce offense, but I think he's been like a – from what I hear, from what Josh is saying, a shutdown defenseman. Hopefully he can play that role for the least. We have enough offensive firepower. I've said it before. See it again on the blue line and obviously up front. But, um, yeah, hopefully he can uh, he can be a big factor on locking down the Rangers' offense as well. All right, now let's go to the Rangers' side. On the first line, they got Chris Kreider, who I mentioned having a career season. Um, Mika Zibanejad, Capo Caco. On line two, they got Panarin, Strom, and Philip Hedl, uh, followed behind legendary ex-Leaf Greg McKegg. I know Dan's going to touch up on him in a bit. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Rooney and Ryan Reeves on the third line. And then on the fourth line, they got Dryden Hunt, Morgan Baron, and Julian Gauthier. Uh, on the defensive side of things, they got Ryan Lindgren and Adam Fox. They got Keandre Miller and Jacob Truba and Patrick Nemeth and Braden Schneider. Now, before I pass over back to you guys, 
Uh, Braden Schneider was a guy. I don't know if uh, you guys have followed my personals or I remember we had this talk around the draft last year, Dan. And Braden Schneider was a guy that I really wanted the Leafs to draft the year prior to last year. And, uh, you know, he's a big defenseman who's rough and, um, you know, really fits the mold of what the Leafs have needed. He's right-handed. He has a little bit of offense to him. He's already scored his first NHL goal in his first game, which was really cool. Um, you know, he's a really good prospect. And I think the Rangers got a steal with how they got him in the 20s. Uh, but Dan, uh, I know you're a big Chris Kreider guy and you're going to go on to McKegg, but uh, tell me about Chris Kreider. Chris Kreider. And he's just a, been unreal offensively this year. Only one goal behind our uh, star player, Austin Matthews, even though he has a few more games played. He's been like unreal at putting the puck in the net this, this year. And I think he's just going to continue to do it all season. He's just been lights out. Yeah, I agree with you, Dan. Uh, he's up there on points. He's up there on goals. Definitely. Like, I'm going to say this right now. He's more of a standout player to me this year than Panarin and Zibanejad, even though the stats aren't there to prove it. Even though the stats aren't there to prove it, I think he's putting New York as a team to beat this year because Panarin and Zibanejad have been there last year, and this year they've got three solid offensive powerhouses, almost like the Leafs. So I'd say if people look as the people look to the Leafs as a threat, then people sort of got to look into the Rangers as an equal threat, an equal offensive threat. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, this, you know, if you look at the players on both sides, this has like a very offensive type of uh, vibe to it. But if you actually look at the analytics, the Rangers are actually kind of surprising in the offensive categories. They're actually 18 in the league at goals per game. Do you guys think that has a factor tomorrow night? Uh, that just means I think they, like, obviously can rely a little more on uh, Sturkin and play a little more defensively because if they have a pretty, like, average goals for, then obviously they're doing something right in the D zone. Yeah. If they're doing that well in the standings. Yeah, well, you know what? They're third in the league. And first on the Metro. So there's no doubt that they're doing everything right. So, yeah, honestly, goals for isn't what wins games. Playing good hockey, whether it's full offensive or a good mix of offensive and defensive, they're playing amazing right now. And, yeah, they could probably rely on Shesterkin a little harder and he'll bail them out. And they have super defensemen like Adam Fox, who is playing some good shutdown D. So, no, I don't think goals four is a determining factor at all for the Rangers. All right. Now, this might surprise you guys. So, since you guys both kind of delegated that statistic, did you know the Rangers are actually 28th in the league? Like, league-wide, 28th, so almost at the bottom, at shots on goal. This is a team that's shooting percentage per player is actually shooting much above the league average, meaning that, you know, in a way, they're kind of getting lucky. This is a Rangers team that the uh, preferals uh, don't really, um, you know, go to their standard and justify how good this hockey team is. It kind of looks like Shesterkin's been the main guy at the back throughout this whole run and that their star players are kind of punching above their weight. Um, this is a Rangers team that is in a very tough Metro division. But do you guys think that the Rangers are legit cup contenders or is this just, you know, 
a run here with the talent they have. I say it's it's like really, really hard to say because we've always obviously had some unpredictable Stanley Cup champions in the past, like even in the recent history, uh, St. Louis Blues come in like they were dead last halfway through the season, end up winning the cup that year. So I think anything can happen. This Rangers team is looking really strong. If they can uh, continue to pick it up offensively, then they're going to be a really hard team to stop. Yeah, I agree with Dan. Uh, anything can happen. It's the playoffs after all. It could be the last wild card spot that takes it in the end. But it's not to say that New York isn't having an outstanding season. You know, if you were to ask me right now, I do think the Leafs and the Rangers will meet in a round past the first because just because of how they're playing right now. And, uh, but yeah, you know what? Anything can happen. All right. So let's go to a different statistic. Did you guys know that the Rangers are second in the league in conceding goals, but they're 17th in giving up shots, meaning that they're letting Shesterkin see the puck and he's getting, and they're getting their money worth out of them, statistically in every way. Do you think this plays in the least favor, knowing that the sharpshooters they have within this roster, that they can find an advantage here and exploit it? Although Shesterkin's been, uh, like, been pretty good this year, like, obviously amazing this year. Like, he's been saving almost everything he's seen, but I don't know, not all those shots are coming from Austin Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> so no uh, I think I think the least will definitely find a ways like knowing how strong they are offensively to put the puck by uh, Shesterkin and obviously we can rely on Campbell in the back end just what's really uh, what I'm really hoping for is that we can like lock down defensively I think that's going to be the biggest part of the game tomorrow because Shesterkin is a very good goalie so if we do find ways to score on him I don't think it'll be a very high scoring game and so I think the defensive side of the game is going to be very crucial. You know what, Josh, you keep surprising me with these stats. You you first put the Rangers on a pedestal above the whole league, and now you're telling me they're second in conceding goals. I don't know what to think of this team anymore. I don't do the deep analytics. But, uh, yeah, you know what? Dan said it. They haven't faced Austin Matthews' snipe shooter, especially on his hot streak right now. But, yeah, I'll say it day in, day out. Austin Matthews is one of the, if not best, goal scorers in the league right now. So I think it'll definitely put a test to Shesterkin. All righty. Now, last thing before we get our friend to join the show. Uh, the Rangers are 10-3-2 at home this year. Uh, we just saw the Leafs go into St. Louis and beat a very good St. Louis team that's uh, you know an absolute monster in their own arena. Uh, how do you feel about this one going to the square garden tomorrow night? Uh, I feel pretty confident in the Leafs. You know, they've been on a road trip. Uh, didn't It stopped them a couple times, but, you know, whether the Leafs are winning or losing, the one thing that has happened in every game is Austin Matthews scoring goals, setting records. Uh, he's actually on pace for most uh, consecutive road goals in NHL history now. Uh, so I think Matthews is going to have another standout game. He's eyeing that record. He's got the least record. What's next? The franchise record or the league record. Two more. 
All righty. I think it's time that we get our friend on the show, Nathan Mohubir, who works with the Rangers. Uh, Nathan, thank you for joining the show. Uh, are you looking forward to tomorrow night's matchup against the Toronto Maple Leafs? Nathan, do you hear that? Yeah. So you're looking forward to tomorrow night's matchup? Yes. Can you elaborate? I'm looking forward towards matchup between Igor Shesterkin and Jack Campbell. We all know who's better. Igor Shesterkin's better. He will come on. Oh! Joseph, I'd like to argue with you about that because I've heard that you said that Jack Campbell is better, even though that's false. <laughs> I'll tell you the fact, Joseph. Okay. So, Joseph, winning percentage. Who has better? Igor okay. Shesterkin. Same percentage. Who has yeah. better stats? Yeah. Goals yeah. against average. Who has yeah. better? Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you all something, Nate? All, all of this behind a worse team than, like, worse team core than the Leafs. So what? Okay. What is your sense for Jack Campbell? Well, you know what, Nate? Uh, Josh actually just told me a very interesting stat. You want to hear it? Yeah. The Rangers are currently second in conceding goals. So whether that's Shesterkin or Georgiev, uh, you tell me, are they really that reliant on Shesterkin and Georgiev? Can they bail them out in clutch situations? And Nate, Nate if uh, Campbell wins tomorrow, then he has a better winning record. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Not to... The Rangers are more reliant on Shesterkin than the Leafs are on Campbell. I, I would agree with that. I think the Leafs would more rely on their... Uh, their players, like their forwards, obviously, especially the forwards, but um, they definitely need more out of their defense. Yeah, Joe, I think you got that stat like completely wrong. It's the it's the other way. Like they're like Shesterkin's actually really good when he gets Joe's got like boosting salary. Like what are you talking about? Oh, second best. Yeah, so they're second. If All right, first. That's different. Well, I'm looking at another stat here, though. Uh, yeah, Shesterkin has a better winning percent. Also because he's played five less games and only has two more wins. So, Nate, I'd say the goaltending battle is pretty even. You know, obviously I got a bias towards Jack Campbell saying he will take the game, as I always do. But the goalies are pretty even. Thanks. All right, hold on. Let me uh, let me step in here. Nate, are you confident in the Rangers' ability tomorrow night to step in against one of the best teams in the Atlantic Division, given uh, what you guys have done in the Metro? A hundred percent. We're coming off a win. We're one of the top teams in the league. We're playing at home. MSG is a very hard place to play at, obviously. And I think the Leafs, with some being the first game there this season, and in a while, I think they will have trouble there. All right. Uh, I look at your advanced analytics. The Rangers show that they are very dependent on your star players. You know, that's given across sports wide. You got to rely on your best players. But the depth around the Rangers to me is concerning. Uh, your third line has Greg McKegg on it. Uh, you know, we're very familiar with Greg over here in Leafland. But do you think this Rangers team has the depth throughout the full offensive unit and defensive core to withstand this Maple Leafs team that's coming off a very offensive win against the St. Louis Blues. 
I think if everyone can stick to their roles and people play their parts, I think the Rangers will have a good chance to win. Just because our defensive core, I think Braden Schneider had a very good game the other day in his debut. I think he's going to be something special for our D core. I think we have a good chance. Greg McKegg, honestly, is kind of underrated. We actually have a very good winning percentage when he's in the lineup, which is kind of funny considering he's Greg McKegg, but yeah. So you're telling me a guy like Ryan Reeves playing on your third line uh, is really a cup contending offensive unit? I wouldn't say so, but we're missing a couple players. Barkley Goodrow, obviously one of them. Signed him in the offseason. Played his part, done everything well. But unfortunately, we won't have him tomorrow night. But I think guys like Julian, Julian Godier and Dryden Hunt, I think they will step up tomorrow. And I think we have a chance to pull off the win. Yeah, I have, I have a, one more question. I just want you to go a little bit more in depth on the four Leaf game played, uh, 36 point and 209 game who wore number 69 for the Toronto <laughs> Maple Leafs, Greg McKegg. Can you please go a little bit more in depth on him? I just want to hear a little bit more of what you think he's going to bring to the table tomorrow. He's just a funny guy. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, called Blackwell last year. Like, he's just like, he's just, we always win with him. It's weird. Yeah. Well, how could but you not? not. Who, else, who else just wears number 69 in the NHL? Especially for, like, like he's just a legend. That's just a <laughs> beauty move. He's Greg the Like McKay. Like, what can you say? The Rangers legend. Should I, should I pick him up in fantasy for tomorrow? No. Oh. <laughs> there goes the faith. If you're picking up someone from the Rangers for tomorrow, pick up Philip Hedl. He's second line with Stroman Panarin. I think he played very good there the other day. Fair enough. All right, Nate, last question before uh, you exit the show here. Thank you for joining us and taking the time out of your day. Is Chris Kreider's season that he's having sustainable? Uh, you know, he's making a hefty contract. He was kind of seen as that piece that the Rangers would move out to pay kind of the young guns you guys have on your roster. Uh, Capo Caco's development and Alex Le- Alex C. Lafreniere haven't really been what many expected. Uh, I still think they're young and they're pretty raw in their game, but I think they have a lot to improve upon. I think they could be very good players in this league. Uh, do you see Kreider being a Ranger for long and is this season sustainable? I'm leaving for one part. We signed Mika long term, and Mika's best chemistry player is Carter. And I think we've kind of found that out over the last couple of years that they need each other to succeed. They both got voted to the All Star game, but Zvanja won't be going due to personal reasons, unfortunately. And Getzel, I believe, is the replacement. And uh, to your point, Kako and Lafreniere, I don't even think they can buy a beer in the U.S. right now. That just says how young they are, and they obviously have time to develop. And with the team that we have right now, we're in no rush. We obviously have a good future. So. No, but uh, he was also asking if you think Kreider can sustain the uh, how he's performing offensively. If he can I keep think he up. will. As long, as long, it all depends on the manager's availability. He's like a part. He, he assists majority of his goals. Kreider plays a big part in our power play one, sits in front of the net. I think he's one of the best net front presence in the league. I think it's sustainable with the pace that he's at. Yeah, I said the same thing. There we go.
All righty. Thank you, Nathan, for joining the show. We hope to get you back on. We hope to get you back on soon. Uh, hopefully the Leafs win tomorrow night. Uh, mm-hmm. Guys, any last things you want to say before we end today's episode? Go Leafs, go. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dan? Um, hang on. It's going to hang up on it here. Yeah. Go Leafs, go. What else is there to say? Alrighty, boys. Thank you for joining. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday to talk about hopefully a Leafs victory. Uh, just before we go, let's just do a quick round of uh, score predictions. I'm going for two Leafs. What about you, Dan? Okay, so Sturkin's been hot. It's in MSG. I think Campbell will perform well. I'm going to go a little low scoring. I'm going to go 3 1. sturkin has been good. It is in MSG. But we got Austin Matthews. I'm going 3 0. 3 0. You know what? The soup's been nothing but surprising. I think MSG against the Rangers. It would be pretty surprising if Soup got a shutout and MSG against the Leafs. You mean? Sorry, yeah. MSG against the Leafs. And yeah, Soup's been surprising. What more of a surprise would it be for him to get a shutout? Alrighty. Thank you for listening, folks. That's all from us. Have a good rest of the day. Have a good game day. And uh, see you on Thursday. Go Leafs, go.